This is the Sam Hoyberg Show, coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, Nebraska basketball's Sam Hoyberg. Welcome into Ticket Weeknights. I am Harrison Arns running the board. Uh, I'm the only one in studio right now. We got Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. They will be on their way. Uh, should be here pretty shortly. They talked to him. They were not too far behind. Uh, but nonetheless, I'll hold it down until then. We got NBA playoffs to talk about. And just an insane game last night. If anyone was watching the Milwaukee and Miami Heat game, there's probably a time window in there where you thought about turning it off. And for anyone who held strong and didn't turn off, it uh, turned out to be just an incredible game. We got to see Jimmy Butler continue to be one of the most confusing players in the NBA in a good way. Uh, I was trying to talk about it on Sunday, trying to figure out, you know, who are the biggest villains? Maybe you don't think of Jimmy Butler as a villain, but nonetheless, what this guy does every year in the playoffs, it just shakes teams. Last night, the Miami Heat, they kind of looked like they were dead in the water. They were down to the Bucks. Uh, by almost a 20-point margin at one point in the third quarter. And Jimmy Butler looked like he completely exhausted himself in that first quarter, in that second half. So you're trying to think there's no way he has enough you know, gas in the tank to continue to carry this Heat team through it. Well, let me give you his box score real quick. So last night, Jimmy Butler finishes with 56 points on 41 minutes of play, 9 rebounds, and 2 assists. Just an insane stat line from Jimmy Butler. And... He's so perplexing because when he's done with his NBA career, I'm not sure how we're going to write him down in history. You know, what kind of accolades? Because every regular season, no one ever talks about Jimmy Butler as a top five player. But when the lights come on and it's the playoffs and it's in those clutch moments, we see Jimmy Butler over and over and over and over and over again. He's just so good at coming down in those moments when the guys really need him. And you look at this Miami Heat team who was 25 overall offensively Coming into the playoffs, everyone below them didn't make the playoffs. They're that fringe team. You watch them through the play-in tournament. You know, they just kind of barely get through that. They beat the Hawks. Okay, whatever. Then they go play the Bulls. They're down to the Bulls. And then to finish that Bulls game, to kind of finally buy their spot into that play-in tournament, they go on a 15-1 and run against the Chicago Bulls. So they still just kind of, even though the final score wasn't indicative of it being close against the Bulls. If you watch the game, it really was just a great run by the Heat at the very end of it to kind of tie that thing off. And then you watch them walk into this Milwaukee series. Now they kind of barely squeak through the play-in. They beat a Bulls team on a 15-1 and run, a Bulls team that really just hasn't had an identity all year. Um, with the injuries, with Lonzo being out, with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, you're trying to figure out how can we build around these guys it wasn't working. You know, the Bulls have a lot of problems within themselves. You know, what are they going to do about Vooch? Is it Zach? Is it Damar? Is Lonzo going to be able to play again? A team that you're not overly impressed by. So you hope the Heat would win that one. But nonetheless, I don't think anyone looked at the Miami Heat walking into this Milwaukee series saying they have a chance. But here they sit 3-1 over the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed. And it's incredible. I mean, it's a seven-game series. You wouldn't expect it to happen, right? The whole point in the NBA, the one thing the NBA does very well, is you have those seven-game series, 
you kind of eliminate the wonky teams. The teams that really don't deserve to be there, they get eliminated typically. You know, in years, recent years, it's been a little strange. Um, just with the three-point shooting, you can see some wild series. But nonetheless, that still holds true for the most part. And then you run into the Miami Heat. Trying to figure out, is it Spolstra? Is it Jimmy Butler? As much as people like to make fun of it, is it Heat culture? I mean, that team, by all margins, regular season, you look at all of their stats, you know, you can go very deep with the analytics or you can go shallow on the surface. They're all going to tell you that Miami Heat is not a very good basketball team. And here they are. You know, they beat the Bucks last night with a healthy, maybe not fully healthy, but with Giannis playing a full game. And they just, it almost looked like the Bucks fell asleep later in the game. Uh, but like I said, we're going to be leaning heavy into the NBA, and I will be joined by Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III later in the show. So if you guys want to chime in, Sarder Heyman text line, that's 402-464-5685. That is the Honda Lincoln hotline as well. And we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and uh, Allo Channel 951 as well. So a ton of ways you guys can engage in the show, and definitely feel free to do so. Because uh, like I said, we'll still have Sam and Jeff in here here shortly. But We'll just keep going down this hole with Miami Heat because it really was, you know, a rare game. And trying to figure out where Jimmy Butler sits in this mix of great players in the playoffs right now. Because if they win this one, I mean, are you going to sit here and say that they have a real shot to win the playoffs? You still have to make that leap of faith and ignore all the numbers. I think right now in the playoffs, the Miami Heat are shooting about 40 plus 45%. It's an unreal number. I'll, I'll double check here, but I'm pretty sure it's 47% last time I checked in the playoffs. And they were not a good three-point shooting team. So does this fall off, you know, for the Miami Heat? Or do the Bucks have a chance to kind of climb back in this one and find a way to pull it off? It's a toss-up. You know, I think the Heat probably find a way to win this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Miami you know, or excuse me, the Milwaukee Bucks come back and win the next one. Um, you know, but to rattle off three in a row here with a Jimmy Butler who's just electric, it's going to be tough. You know, last night was definitely the night for the Bucks, and if I'm being honest, the way I was watching that game, it it almost looked like they kind of just thought they had it in the bag. You know, it looked like they thought they put the Heat away, and there wasn't much chance of them coming back, and they didn't account for Jimmy Butler kind of just being that all-effort guy he is. I mean, in the first quarter, already 20-plus points in the first quarter, he's exhausted. I mean, you've just watched the game. He's just barely, you know, staying up without putting his you know hands on his knees throughout the entire game. And there's just moments. You see it a lot of times with superstars. He's dead tired. His team's in trouble. They need a bucket. The shot clock's ticking. Is he going to make that extra effort and just cut baseline or make an extra cut try to get open despite being tired and that's something he does every single time and it's guys like Jimmy Butler that as much as we like to complain about the NBA players today being soft uh, Jimmy Butler is anything but that you can almost kind of throw him and Russell Westbrook in that energy department where they will they are going to bring it every night you know you can separate them a little bit because Russell Westbrook's defense is nowhere near as good as Jimmy Butler's if anything it's it's you know, bad. He gives the effort, uh, but unfortunately his problem is, is just not understanding the rotations or not caring to. That's always kind of been a problem with Russell Westbrook on defense. He'll gamble and he won't rotate and other guys will be in trouble for his gamble and it's patterned for him through his career. But with Jimmy Butler, you know, he brings that same effort that Russell Westbrook has 
but he also brings elite defense. And then on top of that, you know, even just take away the free throws of Jimmy Butler, he's got a ton of ways to score. And just an efficient player, really physical. You know, he had that, wouldn't call it a poster, over Giannis. But nonetheless, it, it just kind of felt like after that dunk right there, it set the tone that this was a game that was possibly going to swing. It didn't feel like it at many times, despite Jimmy Butler going off. You know, you're looking at the Bucks and shout out to Brooke Lopez for dropping 36 points. If there's one guy on that Milwaukee Bucks roster that understands the gravity Giannis, you know, provides to get other guys open, it's it's Brooke Lopez. The dude absolutely feeds off of Giannis, and he's very aware that when Giannis is crashing to the rim or diving to the rim, the Milwaukee, or the Miami Heat, they're pretty obvious about what they're going to do. They're going to help off the corners. It doesn't. They don't care who you are. They're going to help off the corners every time uh, just to try to stop Giannis. They'll set up a wall, and Brooke Lopez is aware of all of this. The same way we look at Steph Curry and we see his gravity with shot making, Giannis almost has his gravity with just pure physicality. Him barreling down the lane is just gravity. It's just gonna it's so effective that they're gonna leave you wide open three point shots in the corner. And it's up to the other guys to make those shots. Now I do want to talk about a guy um on that Bucks roster that honestly he never he never gets a lot of slack. And I made it's partially but probably because he's just such a nice guy and no one you know maybe thinks of him as a pure superstar. But nonetheless, Drew Holiday for the Milwaukee Bucks, he'll have some good games, but man, he is just capable of some absolute duds. And you don't really hear very much criticism, you know, if any at all, from Drew Holiday. But he will have nights where he is just utterly inefficient, you know, for scoring. Last night, he was 6 for 19, uh, just an abysmal 2 for 11 from downtown. And that poor three-point shooting, you know, really hasn't been doing him too many favors here in the playoffs. It's it's, it's been a problem for him. So in, in these last three games, he was two for eleven, two for six, four for ten. You'll you'll probably take the four for ten, but that two for eleven, just those absolute duds that come out of nowhere, and to go for six for nineteen when you have Giannis carrying that gravity, getting you open shots, you have three-point shooters all over the place. Um, and uh, as I'm talking here, we do have Jeff and Sam Hoiberg stepping in studio right now. Uh, we'll put these guys here in studio, and, and then I'll go ahead and finish my point um, about the Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks series. But we got Sam and Jeff Grace in studio now. Uh, guys, how's it going? Good, how are you, my guy? Not too bad. I was I was going off on Jimmy Butler. Did you guys catch that game last night? Uh, I didn't watch it, but I saw the performance. And yeah, uh, pretty, pretty I watched the second half. I saw enough. Yeah. Here, you've tucked that elbow down right there. That's Yeah, there you go. And then it should stay for you. <laughs> but, yeah, Jimmy Butler, 56 points. Um, I think uh, Miami Heat is one of those teams that no matter, no matter how much due diligence I do, I'm, I'm just going to feel like an idiot for doubting them. I, I mean, I, did you guys expect this? No, but I still think the Bucks are going to win. I think so as well. But, I mean, maybe. The they, last three gonna, times they're going to win at home. Lost. They're going to win at home next game. Yes, I'll, I'll buy into that. And then one more game at Miami, they need to win. I think they'll do it because Drew Holiday and um, Middleton both played bad, and they they still almost won. Yeah, I, I will say won. it felt like Milwaukee almost kind of put let their foot off the gas right before you guys came in here. Uh, it to me that's the way it looked. It felt like they thought they had it in the bag. 
they saw Jimmy Butler exhaust himself in the first half. There's like, there's no way this guy's got anything left in the tank. And then Drew Holiday just kind of another dud. He was six for nineteen last night. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday doesn't get a lot of slack, but he'll have nights where he disappears. That's true. That's true. So that's another thing that scares me. You know, and you can't really mess around right now. And you got Jimmy Butler dropping fifty six on you. Giannis looks good though. Yeah, he does. He he. I think he'll play even better next game. I agree. Didn't Brooke, Duncan Robinson? I mean, my fault. Didn't Duncan Robinson shoot like thirteen from seventeen filled from like the whole like series so far? He's playing well. Yeah, he's he is doing. Let me uh, let me double check his stats here. Um, but yeah, it's it's been uh, pretty much Jimmy Butler's show for the most part. But I mean, overall from the field, I think I was looking at their playoffs. I think they're shooting like above forty five percent from three right now, just cool. in this series, which is insane. Which is another thing that scares me with the Heat. Like I don't, I don't know how long that's sustainable. Maybe it's a Heat culture that gets made fun of a lot, but I mean they shake things up in the playoffs. It feels like every year. Yeah, yeah Jimmy plays really well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Some big time players step up too. Like uh, versus the Bulls in the playing game, uh, Max Strus. Yeah, an amazing game. The fifteen and one run to end that game too. Uh, just a huge win for him. Let's see here. So, yeah, Duncan Robinson, um, his last three games, he was four for six, five for six, three for four um, for, from the three-point line. And that's pretty much all he's taken is three. So uh, I'll, I'll leave that out. But, I mean, just he's pretty insane right now. I don't know how sustainable it is, though. <laughs> I mean, their offense, they were number 25 uh, coming in to the playoffs. Everyone else below them, you know, wasn't even close. You're looking at Charlotte, the Magic, all those teams that weren't even in the play-in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is, is it legit chance that my, the Miami Heat can upset the Bucks? I, I mean, mean, it's 3-1 now. 3-1, so it's obviously a great chance. Mm-hmm. I still think the Bucks will win, but, I mean, they just got to have one more good game in their, their next round. So, but If they win this series, how far do you think they go? Lose next round. Next who, round. Well, who they play? I don't really – I don't know. Uh, let's, let's break this down here. It might be – the way it looks, it might be – wouldn't be the Celtics. Who'd be the next team in there? Let me pull up the bracket. It would be... Oh, hold on. This is going to take a while. Sorry, this computer might crash. Here we go. <laughs> so if they win this one, they would have to play likely the Cavs or Knicks. Ooh, actually, so, I mean, that, that sets up that, nice for them. They could definitely... I think Heat-Knicks would be a fun series. Because those are two kind of underdogs. Yeah. No and, one expected the Knicks to beat the Cavs, I don't yeah. think. Facts. It's and they, I think they will. I I like that matchup for him a lot. Yeah, I mean, you got a pretty good matchup right there. Brunson is just a winner. I'll keep saying that. Like he, the way he plays is going to help them win games, mm-hmm. and he knows how to do that. So, especially with having his like backcourt teammate, how he did in college with Josh Hart, like that connection, like always gr- will always grow. And like as you can see, like Josh Hart has stepped up tremendously in the series, and. Um, he's playing like his Villanova self, I would say. Yeah, and I'm I'm a big Josh Hart fan. Like I think that dude's he's definitely one of the best rebounders at the guard position Great as well. Defender too. Yeah, underrated defender, I think. I I first kind of started watching him a lot more because um, I think he was drafted to the Pel. No, he was drafted to the Lakers, traded to the Pelicans in that mm-hmm. package for AD. Uh, but that's when I was because I wanted to see Zion, and I kept watching Josh Hart, and I was like, I don't know who wouldn't want that guy on their team. He's just an all-around hustle player. He yeah. still looks like he plays like he's in college. Yeah, for sure. And those guys are, I mean, they're they're so helpful on playoff mm-hmm. teams. I mean, when 
when you got guys that are making winning plays, like even look at LeBron taking charges last night, it's it's a difference. And not everyone's going to do that when they're in the playoffs. LeBron knows because he's been there so many times. But, like, you don't see guys like Dennis Schroeder taking charges. When you got guys like Josh Hart that will do that for you, mm-hmm. that's going to be a huge help to win games. Yeah. And then, I, you know, Julius Randle, too. Is this the last year? No, he's got another year on his contract after this, doesn't he? Yeah. Because he, he got that big four-year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be strapped with him for a little while. And Josh Hart, he's still going to have that manageable contract. I don't think he'll ever demand, like, serious money. Uh, but he's definitely worth signing. There's a lot of teams that could use Josh Hart in this playoff series. Now, what you want to switch up? Let's talk about Lakers-Grizzlies. Did you guys catch that one last night? I watched the whole thing. It was, that was really fun. LeBron at the end there, yeah. going for the t- game-tying layup. Mm-hmm. And that was just after he blocked Jackson. So he knew Jackson was coming for that block, too. Mm-hmm. I, that's another toss-up for me. That's another team I should have not wrote off. Lakers and Heat, by far my biggest mistakes going into this playoffs. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Like We thought the Lakers might be a contender to make the yeah. finals. And after watching game two, I was like, yeah, shouldn't have said that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, last game they looked good. I mean, LeBron. 20 boards. 20 and 20. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. You're 20 in and, the NBA. Anthony Davis played really – like. He played fine, but offensively he was really bad, and they still were able to win that game. So is his ribcage hurt? I saw him kept grabbing his ribcage in that game. I didn't notice that, but maybe. He's a hard one to tell. I yeah. always just get worried. Yeah, he, he grabs himself a lot, you know, his arm. Every time feel. he goes down. Every you never time really he goes know. Down, you don't know. What would you guys think about uh, the Grizzlies not talking? I will say this, a little precursor. This isn't the first time they've done this. With so, the media? Yes. I just think. So it's not new for them. They're but, young. Like, they just – you got to know who you're going up against before mm-hmm. you want to, like, talk big talk. Yeah. And then, like, if you talk big talk, at least back it up. Especially for Dylan Brooks. Exactly. More so for him. Yeah. Because he's been talking a lot. 100%. And now you, yeah, I feel like you, gotta, you yeah. owe that to the winner. Exactly. He didn't play bad last night, though. No. No. He just He's not very good at shooting, and he shoots too much. Yeah. He, he definitely has that problem. Yeah. Kind of like the Russ thing, where I think he looks himself in the mirror, and he's like, I need, I'm the guy that needs to take the shots. Right. But I just, you know, to me, that's my problem with that is if your reason for not doing it is you don't want to deal with the drama, you're leaving that drama for the guys that do talk to the media. Then they have to answer for you not being there. I think it just makes a bigger circus, you know. I think, honestly, the whole thing's, like, gotten in his head a little bit because, like, mm-hmm. he probably didn't think it would be as big as it is as it is now. Like, on Twitter, you see, like, memes every day, like, of, <laughs> yeah. like, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> And, like, it's, like, crazy because he's getting so much attention. And, like, as a player, you try to, like, lock out the noise. But, like, it's so hard to lock out the noise when it's always around you. Um, So I feel like it's definitely probably affected his performance a little bit. But, like, at the same token, uh, he's got to realize, like, he's playing LeBron James. And LeBron James has a very high IQ. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Lakers keeps receipts of everything they've probably said. So, like, I saw something that, like, uh, back in, like, when they played each other previously during the season, and uh, Dylan Brooks had said, like, force LeBron James left. And last night he forced him left, but he actually made the layup. Did the end one. Did yeah, exactly. Game. So, like, you just got to realize who you're, play- who you're going up against, yeah. basically. LeBron's not a guy I'd talk back to. No. <laughs> and they, they keep talking about that, that scouting report is forcing him left. It's like, just stop. Like, it's LeBron James. It's not really going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, last night he showed you. Right. Just scout me all you want. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm still going to impact the game. It's the yeah. other guys. I mean, if I'm the Grizzlies, I'm 
yeah, I'm trying to shut down LeBron, but I'm I'm really trying to lock down, you know, AD and then whoever the easiest lockdown is. Probably I, I, who would be the best third best player in that series? I'd want to say D'Angelo Russell, but he's just not been he that. He hasn't been, but he hit those huge shots yeah, he last, had a really, last night. He had a really good game last but night. But if you look at the whole series, I don't it, know if you it, could put it, it through. I think it may it's be probably Reeves. Reeves. It might I think be. it's Reeves. Yeah. Which is insane to say that you're looking at, you know, with the, I thought it was actually going to work with D'Angelo Russell coming back to L.A., but, I mean, I'm just optimistic about his game. I, I Ever since he did the ice in his vans, I was, like, a big fan, <laughs> like, way back in the day, and I was like, oh, this guy's a killer. And he just hasn't had that. I mean, do you guys expect, you know, D'Angelo Russell through this playoffs to get better? Or do you think if we're going to kind of see more I mean, of the same? He's been bad, mm-hmm. like really bad until that fourth quarter last night. So I think he'll get some confidence from that. And I assume he'll be better. Maybe not like really good D'Lo, but he'll be better. I feel like we'll see glimpses here and there. But like we won't get like the actual like back like when he was back on the Lakers previously. I feel like he honestly like doesn't need to do as much. It's just consistency for me. That's all I want from him. Yeah, I feel like as you go along through like all the series and everything, he'll probably start to get more of his confidence back, especially playing with LeBron and AD. But I mean, as of right now, he doesn't really have to do that much. Yeah, because there's so many role plays around him, and like there's so many role players that have been stepping up. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel like he's doing pretty fine. I mean, last night he really showed with those three pointers, those clutch three pointers uh, that he had. And it kind of very, it really impacted the game of the stretch that the Lakers had in the last few minutes. Yeah, and I actually do hope it works out for him because, I, like I said, I'm actually am a D'Angelo Russell fan because when he is cooking, uh, he is one of those players that can just straight up take over a game. With that being said, though, we are already up to our first break here. I'm Harrison Arns pushing the ones and twos. Do we land on a show name for this? The Walk On Weekly? Walk the Walk On, on weekly. weekly. Walk On Weekly. We'll be back right after this break on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com.